Come on, put your hands against that band, knocking it out. One of my favorite parts of being a simple church is watching the front row when those cannons go off. They're like, oh, hey, listen, but I am so thankful that you're here today. Happy Easter. I am glad that you found us, and we are glad that you are watching online. So everybody in this room, give a little love to all those watching around the world right now. Give them a little love, y'all. Come on. What up? Hey, listen, man, we have been on the move for 16 years. That's right, Simple Church is 16 years old this year, and it is our 12th year here at the BGA. Come on, give it up for the BGA right here. It is always good to be back in Bossier City, and we are so thankful that you are joining us. And I got some exciting news for you. Speaking of moving, we have an opportunity to move back to Bossier every week. Does that get anybody excited out there? Let me hear you. Come on. That's right, man. We are going to move to the Louisiana Boardwalk with your help. That is our goal. Come on, give it up for the Boardwalk. Come on. We're in the process of finalizing all the details, but if you want to be a part of the historic move here at Simple Church, please go ahead and scan that QR code because we got podcasts that we're talking about it. The mayor is even here. Give the mayor a little love. Thank you so much, man, for taking care of us. Why is it so important to have all of this love and support? It's because we want to solve problems in the name of Christ. And I can tell you, Bossier City is a fun place to do it. And the BGA and the boardwalk, there's no place like home. And if you want to be a part of that, scan that QR code so that you can join us as we do our very best. We cannot do it without you, but we will do our very best to solve problems in the name of Christ and have a lot of fun doing it. Have you had fun so far? That's what I want to know. Come on. All right, so we'll be telling you more about that in the weeks coming up. So just pay attention and download the app and, you know, scan the QR code, get all that so I can keep you informed. But I got a question because right now I am 53 years old. Is there anybody 50 or above in the room? Where are you at, old people? The reason I'm trying to recognize the old people in the room is because I need to congratulate you on something very important. Speaking of moving... I want to congratulate you that you got up the stairs this morning, all right? Come on. When you, get, when you get to the BGA, let me tell you something right now. That can be intimidating, but you made it. So, young people, give the old people a round of applause. Dude, we did it. I can tell you that 12 years ago, it was a lot easier to navigate those stages. I mean, those stairs. It was a whole lot easier. But I also have noticed that the young people don't struggle quite as much as we do. So, where are my young people out below 50? Where are y'all at? Come on. So this is what's amazing about y'all, all right? I remember this. It's vague in my mind, but I can remember being below 50, and you had energy. You could go for things. As a matter of fact, I'm going to challenge you. I know it's going to be tempting, but when you leave the BGA today, don't do this. Young people, y'all are crazy. Watch. Might as well jump. Come on, young people, where y'all at, you bunch of crazy kids? 
Listen, don't try that, all right? We have the best first responders in Bozier, but don't you try to go out there and mess it up. I don't care how good you are, how young you are. Uh, you're amazing, but be careful when you walk out of here. But this is what's crazy. Social media is where I got all this. I'm like watching these young people. I'm like, I looked upstairs, young people. Man, they're jumping over stuff. I'm like, they're crazy. So then I go the next level because I'm looking at these really young people, all right? 50 and below, but I'm talking about let's go like 10 and below. Because these kids today, you have moves unlike any other generation, and I'm going to prove it. As we started baseball season, you know, you'd think that kids would be out there having a good time on the dance floor, but not on the diamond. This is the baseball diamond. Are you ready? Watch these moves. right there. Come on, y'all. Give us some love. Hey, what I love about these kids, man, I'm like, they're so crazy, man. They're having a good time. But I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, who's teaching these kids today, right? So then I do a little more Google search out there, and I'm like, all right, moving, having a little fun, baseball. And I'm like, oh, this is who's teaching the kids. It's not the baseball that we grew up with. Anybody heard of, heard of the Savannah Bananas? Watch this. <laughs> Okay, the boys are getting together. Ryan Cox, Dalton Martin, what do we have here? different ways people are moving today. I did play baseball. I was not a great dancer, but I love music. And that's one of the reasons Simple Church, we try to do so many different styles and have a little fun, man, from the old to the young. Man, we're just having a good time with it. But the last time I was in the BGA, and this is for all the old people in here, is when Journey was in town. Can I get a little love on that? Come on, y'all. Let me go ahead and hit it for you because this right here is what we grew up with. All the old people, y'all get them glowing dew drops up one more time right here. See, that's why we did it right there. Yeah. It was just a ton of fun, right? But what blew me away, it blew me away is that Journey now is celebrating their 50th anniversary. They're old, all right? They're old. So I kind of laughed, me and Angie, and we brought all the kids. First time we brought all the kids to Journey, we had a good time. We sat on the floor, man. That was an incredible experience here at the BGA. But as we were leaving, my kids are much younger. They're in their 20s, all right? And, you know, I got one that's 17, but they're majority in their 20s. So we're walking out of here, and they're like, Dad, that was awesome. And they were jumping up and down, and I could barely walk. Anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I ran across this comedian. When you start talking about old musicians, and as we age, it's a little more difficult to move. This comedian knocks it out of the park. I think you'll find it funny, too, especially if you're old. Watch. Have y'all been to concerts lately with old people? So we go to Def Leppard and Journey, and everybody there is our age. And every once in a while, somebody would stand up and... <laughs> and then they'd sit back down. <laughs> Def Leppard came 
out. And it was a, that lead singer, I think he's got thyroid issues. His hair was just thin and didn't have a lux to it. And, and then I noticed he had little bitty tiny legs and a little pot belly stomach. I could tell that's a hernia. He's got a hernia. his heart. But he'd do, and he'd prop a little thin, frail leg up on something. Oh, I thought, isn't it funny how things have changed since I went to concerts when I was 20? Everybody was walking out like this because everybody had inflammation in their feet. Give her a little love. That's some good stuff. Now, you're probably trying to figure out, all right, Justin, if this is your first time at Simple Church, you're like, man, this ain't like any other church. Exactly. That's the goal. All right? We want you to have a good time. We want you to laugh. And we want you to learn something when you walk out of here and be a little different. So here is the journey that we're going on today. You ready for this? The older we get, the harder it is to move. Can I get an amen from the old people? Come on, y'all. But I want to tell you, I got one more challenge for you. Don't you count us out yet. There are some old people that still have it. When you go to Granny's in just a little bit, be careful when you pull up at Granny's house. If you turn up the music, you might see Grandma, you might see Grandpa. Just go ahead and give it to you one more time. And if you don't believe me, young people, get your pen and paper out because we still got it, baby. Watch this. Turn down for what? Come on, y'all, give it up for the old people. I hope I'm like that, man. I hope I still got it, man. This is the thing. Here's what we're going to do today. We're going to have a lot of fun. We'll try to get you in and out of here, but you got to pay attention because every one of us in here can learn something. I promise you, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I do have a little bit of an experience. And here is what I know to be absolutely true. Movement equals life. When you start moving, man, things happen. When you stay in one place, and if you stay there long enough, man, it does not go well. And this is, the whole idea is not just physically. You already get that, man. You got to move to stay alive. But let me tell you something. You also have to move to stay alive spiritually. This is what happens for a lot of people. They get stuck where they are. They don't move. They don't go anywhere anymore. They don't do anything for anybody. They're just kind of stuck in one place. And when you stop moving, it's over. The whole goal is to continually be pushing the envelope, getting all of us to be a little more active, both physically and spiritually. Now, it is true. I only went to the gym one time last year. Do not judge me because some of you went to church one time, and that's Easter, and I'm not judging you. Can I get an amen, right? And this is the way it is. Like, it don't matter. and Everybody kind of laughs, but we already know. But here's the deal. At least I made it one time, and at least you made it to Easter. Give them a round of applause, dude. We're glad you're here. Come on. And let me tell you why. I grew up in a church that was always judgmental. People were always looking down on people because the music they listen to or the clothes they wear or whatever was going to go on. And some people would always be making fun of the people that only came one time at Easter. Let me tell you something. To us, it is our honor. We're thankful that you're here. You have friends in the simple church. 
We understand it's not always easy to get moving, so that's why we put it online for you. You can watch online. You can watch when you're traveling, doing baseball with your kids or wherever. But the bottom line is this, you got to keep moving. The reason you feel dead spiritually is the same reason I feel not so good physically. If I don't move, if I don't physically exercise, I get stove up. That's an old school term right there, right? In the same way, if you don't move spiritually, you're going to get stove up. But the good news is this. I know a guy who brings things back to life. You go, what are you talking about, Justin? You know what I'm talking about. It's John chapter 11. Look at this passage. Jesus told her, I'm the one who raises the dead. If you feel dead spiritually today, I know somebody in the person of Jesus who raises the dead. He gives you life again. When you're sitting there trying to walk through, man, how do I get here? If you just simply believe, if you believe in him, though someone dies, they can live again. Now, why would I bring all this up? It's because over and over in Scripture, you will see the same theme. It is about moving. It's about coming back to life. It is not about staying in one place. It is not about this idea of going, well, I went to church once before. I remember growing up that way. Man, it's time to move again. Revelation 1.18, I'm the one who lives, Jesus said. I was dead, but look, now I am alive. And here's the good news, forever and ever and ever. And he holds the keys to death. You know, as a minister, one of the most challenging things that I get asked to do is funerals. And nobody in here likes a funeral. Every one of us is like, oh my gosh, man, this is going to be tough. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be challenging. Because everything in us revolts against death. We're not made to die. We're made to live. And Jesus has the power to give you that boost, not just in eternity, which is super important, but I'm talking about today. And when you start looking at these interactions with Jesus in Scripture— you will see over and over again, he walks into dead, difficult situations where people are stuck, and he gives them op the opportunity to move and change forever. John 11 is one of the coolest passages because it's a, it's a reminder of Jesus walking into a pretty dark and difficult situation. It is a funeral. Jesus came to the tomb. It was a cave with a large stone in front of it. And in the midst of everything going on, he told them, move the stone. Some of you came in here and you feel like something is blocking you from getting to God. You feel like, man, I'm just stuck. I can't move. Man, this is the God we serve in Jesus. When he says things to move, when he tells things to move, it happens. And after Jesus said this, he called out in a loud voice. You probably remember this, Lazarus, come on out. And the dead man came out walking. Everyone in this room has been stuck before. You might be stuck today. It may be debt. Your financial situation, man, has just paralyzed you. It could be sickness. Man, I know there's so many people battling cancer, battling heart disease. I got a buddy right now. Donnie's in the hospital. Supposed to have been serving today, man, but he's over at the hospital because he's in a heart failure. And his wife called me, Josh, we want to be serving, but I'm just telling you, pray for us. And I'm going, dude, I am praying for you. And maybe you can say the same thing about a family friend, maybe someone in your family. They're not going to be at Easter today because they're struggling with their health. I can tell you where we also get hung up, and that's guilt. Because many times, you look back at your life, you go, man, I wish I'd done this different. I wish this relationship had gone different. I wish this circumstance was different. And all of these things pile up on us, and it becomes hard to move. And as I start thinking about in my life, I know you can relate this, and this is why I always try to add something funny in there, is because as heavy as it is, sometimes you got to lighten the low with a little humor, because we all know it's difficult. Moving is hard. Many of you in here, that's the reason when your friend were to call today and said, hey man, uh, I'm about to move apartments, and I want to know if you could help me. What do you say? I'm a, I got something to do. 
And the other part is, is you know it could look like this real quick. They'll be like, man, I need to move this fridge, and you in the back of a car. You're like, how did I end up doing this? Man, you ain't got a truck. And the reason I talk about moving being hard is I know this to be true. I hate moving people. It is difficult. And so just to lighten it up a little bit more, I got one more video for you. And I ran across this one. I was like, I got to play it because everybody in here that has been asked by a friend, a girlfriend to help you move, like, hey, can you help me move? This is what you go through. So let's go back and remember just how hard it is to move. Watch. Oh, thank you. I wish I could just stay at my old place, but I can't afford the new rent. Yeah, moving sucks. You, you know, strangers handling your belongings. The movers always bring something. Oh, no, I can't afford professional movers. I'm moving myself this Saturday. Good to work with the small students, going back and forth with my hatchback. But do you think you can borrow your roommate's van? You can help me with some of the big stuff? Um, yeah. You know what? I've been thinking a lot lately, and I think we need to spend some time apart. Not, not to break up. No, I just, I just, just some time, time apart to figure ourselves out, and 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 then and then we come back together stronger, you know. This is coming out of nowhere. No, it's not. I've, I have, I've tried to tell you like a like a million different ways, but you, you don't listen. See, you, you, that's the thing is that you you never listen. I don't need this time apart for me. I need this time apart for us. How long do you think it's gonna take you to move? Okay, this is about the move. You don't wanna help me move. What, what? I, would, I would love to help you move. That's what boyfriends do. Claire. I just think that it's a weird coincidence that you need space right when I'm about to move. Oh my God. Oh my God. I am so sorry that I didn't plan my emotional turmoil around your move. Look at, look at your face, see? And now you've assumed the worst of me because you do that. And that's why we need to spend time apart from each other. That is not fair. Not fa fair? Babe, all I'm asking for is 12 lousy hours this Saturday. Okay, fine. Okay, fi fine? <sighs> We'll move on Sunday. 48 hours. You've been there, haven't you? This is what makes it so funny. Every one of us in here, you're like, man, moving's hard. It's difficult. It's challenging. But here's the great news for you today on this Easter. Jesus loves helping us move. Although we avoid it, we don't like it, I'm telling you it is true. He knows big moves. You're like, what are you talking about? John 1, you ready for this? John 1 says it is like this. The Word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Jesus stepped out of heaven into our world because he loved us. It's a big move. He knew big moves. He knows how to get us to move. Acts 15, here's another one for you. Jesus amazingly and out of sheer generosity moved to save us. Over and over in Scripture you see this theme. God moving through Jesus for us. In John 20, Mary came to the tomb and saw the stone was moved away from the entrance. The reason that we're here today, the reason that we celebrate is because the stone was moved. And Jesus moved from the grave back into heaven to be our advocate. So when you are struggling with depression, when you're struggling with guilt, when you're struggling with how to make the next move, you have someone you can call on, someone that will hear you and someone that will help you. 
And his biggest move ever that Jesus did for us was reminding you that he is the one that has the power to move you from death to life. Romans 8 says it best. It stands to reason, doesn't it? That if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, guess what? When he moves into your life, he'll do the same, it says. He'll do the same thing that you did in Jesus. He can bring you back to life. When God lives and breathes in you, you're delivered from the dead life. Some of you today, if you're honest, man, you're searching, you're struggling, you're trying to figure it out. I get it. I totally understand. And that's why I'm thankful that you're here. Because I want you to know before you leave that Jesus made the move for you and I. That although you may feel dead and although you may feel disconnected and you feel like there is no hope and you're walking through debt and you're walking through depression and you're walking through guilt and all of these things are piling up on you, we have a God that moves the stones for us. And the challenge will be for you and I before we leave today is will you move to him? See, Jesus is waiting on us to move. He made the first move. He came to this earth. He died on the cross. He shed his blood for us. And now he's going, will you move to me? I mean, will you come to me, not to anything and everything else, but to the one thing that will change your life, and that is a relationship with Jesus? Now, I know that moving's not easy, and how do I know this? Because I know it's going to shock you, but I'm a kinesiology major. And you go, what is kinesiology? Well, it's a PE coach class is what it is, but this was my textbook. It is studying how the body moves. And I've joked about it, but it's the fact. I went to college, went to LSU Shreveport, went through all these classes to be a PE coach, and they kept saying, kinesiology, kinesiology. And I'm like, man, what is this all about? Well, it's a big scientific term that studies bodies in motion and the importance of bodies in motion. So that's why I can tell you it's important to move physically. But it's one thing to know it. It's another thing to do it. And one of the things that makes it challenging to move, even in the world of kinesiology or the physical world, is when you hurt, you don't want to move. You go, how do you know this? Well, I tore my ACL playing slip and slide baseball, all right? This is when you know you're getting too old. We're out there playing baseball. We made the bases slip and slide. So we would hit the ball. We'd run off and run and slide to the next base. Man, I woke up, man, and my knee was swollen and huge. And they go to the doctor and they're like, man, you've torn your ACL. It was hurting. Go to the doctor. They start, you know, trying to figure out what they're going to do. Eventually, they go, you're going to need surgery. They put you in this straight uh, little brace here. When you walk out of there and you've been in it now for a while, I'm telling you, it hurt to move every step of the way. And then the unthinkable happened. I finally took the cast off, and this is what it looked like. I was like, what happened to my leg? And they say, well, that's called atrophy. And I'm like, well, what is atrophy? And that's like, man, when you don't use the muscle, when you don't move, you shrink. And here is part of our problem. Man, when you're not talking to God, you're not meeting with God, you're not coming to church, you're not involved, you're not trying to figure out that next move, the next thing you know, man, you begin to shrink. And what happens when we're in this situation, they say, man, we've got a physical therapist. They're going to come in and start building your muscle back and getting you to be able to move again. And here's the truth is what I thought about everybody in this room because it is true for the people on this stage, for the people that are backstage, the people, man, lights and all this stuff don't mean nothing to us. You'll see us, the same guys out here walking in just a couple of minutes. And here's what I'll tell you about every one of us. Forget the lights, the stage, the pastor, title, all that stuff. I'll tell you this. When you've been hurt by somebody or by the church, you don't want to move. That's why I'm proud of you for coming because many of you 
The church burnt you, and you're like, man, I ain't doing church no more. You're so tired and fed up with the way politics happens in church and the way religion happens in church. You're like, dude, I'm done with all that. I get it. That's why we created, started, have been working on the Simple Church, because we wanted to move all that junk out of the way so that you and I could get back to what really matters, and that is a relationship with Jesus. Because when we find him and we walk with him and he begins to heal you and begins to give you spiritual therapy, you begin to move again. And Jesus came to get you and me moving again. And here's the thing. That spiritual therapy takes time. It starts with decisions. I'm going to get up and I'm going to take the moves. You did it today. This is why. Whether it's turning on the television to watch or the computer or getting up and walking all those stairs and bringing your kids here. Dude, you did it. Thank you. And you go, well, why is that a big deal? Well, look at this scripture. John 5 reminds us when Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked this man, do you want to get well? What is this story about? It's about a guy who had been stuck for 30 plus years waiting on God to do something. I just need a miracle, God. Just show up. Do something. Jesus shows up and he says, hey, let me ask you something. Do you want to move? Do you want to get up? Do you want to get well? And in the moment that he says that, then Jesus says, well, stand up. And immediately the man was healed. He began to walk. And let me tell you why that's important. Because Jesus can fix what me and you cannot fix. There's things, man, I can't fix a lot of things. I can tell you, when I go do a funeral, I sit there and I go, man, I'm going to try to bring comfort. I'm going to try to love. I'm going to celebrate the life. But I cannot fix this situation. And Easter is a reminder that we serve a God, a person of Jesus, that can fix what you and I cannot fix. And you go, what do you mean? Let's start with sin. You can't fix sin and I can't fix sin. But I can tell you what, Jesus did. 2 Corinthians, Jesus never sinned, but God put our sin on him. Then we are made right with God because of what Jesus has done for us. Because of what he did, because of the death on the cross, because of his bloodshed, you have payment for your sin. I can't fix it, but he can. We can't fix death either. Let me tell you something. Well, what does that have to do with it? Well, because sin leads to death. The payment for sin is death, but the gift that God freely gives is what? Everlasting life found in who? Jesus. This is it. This is why it's not about religion. It's not about church. Man, I told you I grew up Catholic and Baptist. Y'all can blame both of them. You don't like me. It's both of their faults, all right? But the truth is, is I learned some good things from both, and I learned some things that I don't ever want to be like. But I can tell you what I want to do. I want to follow Jesus everywhere he leads. I want to move with him. I want to continue to follow him. Now I'm going to ask the young people a little silly question here because old people, you won't even know what I'm asking you. Young people, have you ever heard of the band Coldplay? Where y'all at? Let me hear you. Come on. Old people, this is what they look like. This is the band, all right? And you're like, man, I don't know them. I don't recognize them at all. Well, you might recognize the lead singer. His name is Chris Martin because he married a beautiful lady named Gwyneth Paltrow. Now the truth is their marriage didn't last. But they were married for a little over 10 years. They had some kids. They were walking through life together, difficulties, struggles, trying to figure some stuff out. And in the middle of their marriage, something horrific happened, difficult, challenging. Gwyneth Paltrow's father passed away. And in the middle of all the pain, in the middle of all the difficulty, the struggle that they were in in that relationship, Chris Martin said as a musician, which I can relate to, he wished he could fix the pain that he saw his wife going through. If you've ever had anybody lose anybody in your life, when you see someone go through death, there is something hard, difficult, challenging. And Chris Martin sat down and he began to write lyrics out. He began to just walk through writing a song. And this song hit the hearts of millions of people, not just in the U.S., but around the world. 
I watched some videos preparing for this message and I found this one from Brazil. We're not even in their language that they naturally speak. It'll be a secondary language for them, it'll be English. They're weeping over the song that Chris Martin wrote for his wife at the time. He kept just saying, I wish I could fix this. I wish I could fix this circumstance. I wish I could fix you. Walking through, how many times you go, man, I'm telling you, I need to fix you. You broke. Somebody right. And you all try to fix each other. We try to fix everything else. And the reason maybe the song resonates with so many people is because we all have that same desire to be fixed or to help someone else. And I'm going to pull you back in the moment because Chris is going to talk about writing the song. And then you're going to go to Brazil. And I want you to look at the faces of the people. I want you to look at how it almost becomes like a worship service. Why? Because we're desperate to be fixed and we're desperate to fix others. Watch. And luckily we had the song Fix You to get us through that period. What's that? What are you singing then, Dave? The lyrics? Tears stream down your face when you lose something you can't replace. Tears stream down your face and I, 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 I. <laughs> when you try your best but you don't succeed You get what you want but not what you need When you feel so tired but you can't see It could be worse listen close to the lyrics it ends with that key phrase the whole chorus is I will try to fix you I will try to fix this circumstance this situation this tears stream down your face because I can't help you replace this I can't fix this we try we try but let me give you great news today we try but Jesus does it 2 Corinthians 5, 17, when someone becomes a Christian, when you give your life to Jesus, not church, not religion, but when you surrender to Jesus, you become a brand new person. That's what baptism is about. That's why I can't wait to celebrate with Gina and David, all my friends, as we go baptize right after this. Why? Because it's symbolism. The old is gone. You have become brand new. Does that baptism save you? No. Only thing that saves you is that simple faith in Jesus. A new life begins. Jesus does what nobody else can do. We can try to fix with money. We can try to fix with success and fame. It doesn't work. You go, what are you talking about? I ran across this Time magazine. They had this whole thing, how winning the lottery makes you miserable. But I know what every one of you are thinking. Just give me one chance to try. I want to know if that's true, all right? Because we all believe, man, if I made more money, I'd be better. If I had more success, if I had more of this, if I was famous, I would be better. That's why all these YouTubers, we want to be, you know, I'm going to be an influencer because if I get to that status, if I can do this, then everything's going to be better. No, the truth is, 
that, man, it leaves you empty because you cannot fix that yourself. There's only one thing, there's only one person that fixes you. I'm going to show it to you and I'm going to prove it to you by another famous Justin. He's a little more famous than me. His name is Justin Bieber. Anybody know who he is? I don't know if you know who he is. He's kind of successful, all right? But what you may not know about this guy, you, somebody go, I can't stand him. I don't know anybody. Oh, my gosh. Let me just listen close. Because you'll see a kid that was on a hunt to try to fix himself, to try to solve the problem, and fame and success could not do it. But guess what he discovered? And I'll let him tell you. Watch. I've gotten the opportunity um, with my journey to just see a God who accepts me, loves me. Um, they call him the Savior, um, and I believe that to be true, mm. that Jesus saved me. I'm not trying to earn God's love by doing good things. God has already loved me for who I am before I did anything to earn and deserve it. It's a free gift by accepting Jesus and just giving your life to him. And what he did is the gift. The forgiveness is the thing that we look at and, you know, I'm gonna worship you, God, because you gave me something so good. Give it up for Justin. Get a little praise and worship there. And why do I show it to you? Because if you've messed up, I want you to know that Jesus loves you and he moves towards you. What are you talking about? Well, here, how about the prodigal son in Luke 15? So he returned home, his father, while he was still a long way off. This guy had blown everything, blew all his money. He went out and partied, man. And just like you're judging Justin, you'd be like, oh, I can't believe he's a Christian. I've heard he did that. I heard that. This is exactly what this story is about. This guy had blown it all, man. He was out there living it up. But Jesus tells the story that while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. And when he saw him coming, he was filled with love and compassion. And he ran towards his son. Let me tell you what's happening right now is that God moves towards you right now, full of love and full of compassion. And he kissed him and he embraced him. He didn't have to get cleaned up. He didn't get it right. He was just like, man, I'm messed up, dad. I'm here. Help me. Some of you say, I'm an outsider, dude. I don't go to church. I ain't got nothing to do with church, man. You just lucky I'm here. Somebody drugged me here. I came to make my girlfriend happy. I'm just trying to, okay, I get it. But let me tell you something, man. Our Jesus, he comes to you, man. He runs to the outsider. You go, what are you talking about? He moves to you. He comes looking for you. He doesn't just stay satisfied with the 99 he has here. He moves out for the one. And you know what it means? He'd move for you. He would leave the comfort of the 99 to find the one, and he would rejoice over the one person that says, Jesus, I need you, man. I don't want religion. I don't want church. I just want you. And he rejoices over the fact that you have found him, moved towards him. He moved to the cross. He moved the stone. Why did he do all that? Because he loves you. And if you don't get anything else when you're walking out of here, just remember this picture. Last night, me and my wife were watching The Passion of the Christ. And I kept thinking about the fact that everyone in here is like, man, we just kind of get lost in church or religion. It gets real clean and real, you know, oh, well, it's lights and here's the little message and here's it. No, listen, let's go back to the dirty. Let's go back to the truth that he moved to this cross for you. 
that he moved that stone for you so that on a day like today, when you're trying to fix yourself and you're praying that somebody else would be fixed, he says, no, I'm the only one that can fix you. And I don't want you to move towards religion. I want you to move into a relationship. I keep saying it over and over again. You, Why do you keep saying that, Justin? Because, man, I grew up thinking church would change everything. And church burnt me. Church, in many ways, hurt some of my friends that hurt us. They kicked us out because our hair was too long. I just wish I had hair now, but that's the truth. We played rock and roll music. I played in the bars. Man, I spent a lot of time in the bars. Like, man, you can't be in the bar. And, be, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, listen, man, I'm just trying to figure it out. And here's what I'm telling you. If you're trying to figure it out, look at this, First John. God showed his love for us by sending his son into this world so that we might have life through him. This is what love is. What is love? It's like Justin said. It's not that we've loved God. It's not that you've done enough good. It's not that you raised enough money, helped enough people. No, it's that he loved us so much that he sent his son. And by his son, your sins are forgiven. Not based on how good you are, how much you've done, how much money you gave, how many times you went to church, what denomination you grew up in, but simply because Jesus sent his son. And if you receive the gift, man, he says, man, you got a chance to be moving in your life again. And I'm going to pray for you. The band's going to sing. I'm not going to ask you to get up and walk out of here. Just hang for a couple of minutes and listen to the song. Because what you'll see is what we believe this song says. That when depression is overcoming you, when you need power, when you need life, it comes through one man, Jesus. Father, I pray that right now they wouldn't get lost in all of everything that's happening today. That they would just focus in on who you are. That you moved to this earth for them. You moved to the cross for them. You died for them, Jesus. And so my prayer is, is that in this moment they would say, Jesus, I need you. Come into my life and forgive me and change me. Man, I'm not surrendering to some church. I'm not surrendering to a religion. I'm surrendering to the person of Jesus. And when we do, Jesus, you in that moment move to us. And you heal us and you help us and you give us a brand new start. By, not based on what I say, but based on what your word says. Thank you, Jesus. This is our prayer, God. Heal us. Help us. Change us. In Jesus' name, amen. Addiction starts to break Declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus Your name is power Your name is healing Your
Hey, listen, man, I'm telling you, we are so thankful that you're here today. We speak Jesus over you, man. If you pray the prayer, if you need help, download the app and tell us, all right? I'm going straight out this door to go baptize, and I'd love to see you out there and meet you. Thank you for coming to Easter. Join us at Convention Center next week. Until next week, what do we say? Peace. Thanks for coming.